Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Are you ready for a change? A change is gonna do you good. Hey there, I'm Pavlina Asta. First of all, welcome to my newest project, If God Had a Podcast. I started in radio when I was 11 years old interviewing celebrities, and I am so excited for this new chapter. If God Had a Podcast is all about improving you for a better us. That's my plan. Welcome to another episode of If God Had a Podcast. Today, I am with the long-term practitioner of Diamond Way Buddhism, who teaches Dharma at the Diamond Way Centers around the world. Sarah Finnerty, how are you doing? Hey, great. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on If God Had a Podcast. I love talking about Buddhism, and I'm just it's something I've recently been so fascinated with, so I'm really excited for this. So could you explain the Diamond Way Buddhism, and how does it differ from other Buddhism? That's a great question. Diamond Way Buddhism, well, the word Diamond Way is a translation of the Sanskrit word Vajrayana. And, um, of course, Buddha Sakyamuni, the historical Buddha of our time that lived, you know, about 2,600 years ago, um, I'm going to speak very generally because, it's, of course, you can go much deeper and it's far more uh, many layers and complicated, but taught three types of people that came to him. And um, the Vajrayana, or the Diamond Way teachings, were for the people that came to Sakyamuni Buddha and said, wow, why are you shining? Like, how do I become like you? Like, I want that. You're always happy. How, how are you always happy? And so he gave these teachings about the nature of mind and um, that all beings have Buddha nature, or Buddha is also a, a Sanskrit word that means awake that all beings have this potential to be awake to Dharma. Dharma is the way things are. So those are both Sanskrit words, and that's what Buddha Sakyamuni said he taught. And that's what Diamond Way teachings are. They're teachings that Buddha Sakyamuni gave about the nature of mind and about how to work with our experience so that we can actually remove the veils that keep us from experiencing the in, inherent joy that all beings have at their, as their potential. I love that. You guys need to open a center here in New York City because <laughs> I want I want that. <laughs> I love there that is. So much. There is a fantastic center in New York City, actually. Um, maybe at the end of it, I can give you the address or the, you know, you can find it online. There's um, a big Diamond Way Center in New York City. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's where I'm going to be spending all of my time. Okay, very cool. Um, so I always like to talk about millennials and Gen Zs. I think that they're just a really interesting generation that they're, and they're changing a lot um, of aspects in the world. And, you know, most generations um, do that in some way, but not as, as much as millennials and Gen Zs. So what have you really noticed um, with millennials and Gen Zs, I guess, in their beliefs or their religion? Um, and does it seem to be more important in their lives or not? 
not being of that generation, you know, I'm almost 50, but I don't think that people, even though the generations, of course, experience different things, but I think at least this is what I understand from Buddhism is that people basically are the same. We're all looking for happiness. Right. And the question is, um, how, how do we find lasting happiness? And I think the thing is, our world is changing quite fast and, um, there's a lot of distraction with technology or it can be distraction. And it, it is required that people become very discriminating and say, how will I use my time? And is this benefiting me? And actually I think it can be used um, very, can be very useful for sure. I mean, we're getting to talk, we aren't seeing each other in person and all the people listening, you know, we get to be in contact with each other and there's so much great stuff out there, but I think it demands being, really discriminating and looking and saying, is that useful or is that harming me? Is my mental state, uh, you know, am I more in my center or am I more scattered looking outward for happiness? That's so interesting. And I think that's a, you know, a reason why I've been so interested in Buddhism recently um, because I was raised Christian and there's nothing wrong with that at all, you know, but um, I personally have just like, I've found more happiness and everything like that kind of, um, in Buddhist thinking and like the, just the mindset, I guess, in it. Um, and what I've noticed with millennials and Gen Zs is like they're either they don't they're not religious. They're more spiritual. Yeah, I mean, I I mean that is my wish very much that people you know young people have. I mean because the, it is challenging times for sure. Yeah. But very interesting in the sense that there's a lot of information coming at us all the time, and my wish. Certainly, and I'm sure it is the wish of anyone that has something that they feel like they can really, a refuge that they can rely on. And that's what certainly Buddhism has done for me. And the, the friends I know, you know, there's 700 Diamond Way centers around the world. Right. And um, the people that I know that are practicing have found something that's an actual refuge inside of that chaos, that changing world. And by refuge, I mean something that's trustable, that's not changing, you know, that's not coming and going. And that is our mind the awareness, listening through our ears right now, looking through our eyes, that awareness. Um, we're aware of all the changing things, right? But that awareness doesn't change. And that is the point with meditation and these methods is to become, be able to rest in that awareness, right. you know, unshakable in that awareness. So I would for sure wish that for everybody as, uh, you know, that they find that because of course it is a tough time. There's a lot of change and, um, it is available, you know, for the people that have interest in it, that they can start to learn about mind and be like, oh, this is what Buddha taught. And, and it's not a dogma of, like, you must believe this. Right. You know, that's what's been very important to me. Also, I was raised Catholic, and I think it's a lot of benefit for a lot of people. And, of course, Buddha Sakyamuni said, you know, different hats for different heads. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, there's things that help people in different ways. And the Buddhist teachings are for the people interested in the nature of mind. And yes. that's what's so that's, you know, follow, if you're interested in that, there's teachings, you can find out. Obstacles are something that, you know, everyone has to deal with them, you know, varying levels um, of them. And I guess, what do you suggest on how to handle them? Just like, I was talking to another Buddhist teacher um, not too long ago, and he was basically talking about stepping back from the situation, you know, doing your breathing and, and all that. But like, what would you suggest um, for handling and overcoming obstacles uh, that come in our path. 
That's a great question because it's, it's I mean, I know it sounds crazy to be like, that's exciting. The obstacles <laughs> get to show. I mean, it, it is because, of course, I've faced many obstacles and I will repeat the words of my teacher. I mean, the best thing that we can do, our, my teacher, Lama Ole Nidal, right. um, is to find um, with an obstacle first decide, is this really something that I need to put my attention on mm-hmm. or is this something I can ignore? Right. And a lot of the times, you know, our habit is to put our attention on every little thing and make it bigger. Because, of course, what we put our attention on becomes bigger. And a lot of the things that come, you know, our, our mind is constantly changing with thoughts and feelings that come and go. And a lot of them don't need our attention. We can just like almost like, you know, we're watching a bad TV show. We just let it turn down the volume and let it go by. And there's some things that we need to look at and be like, okay, I need to change my behavior and then take responsibility. And through taking responsibility, you know, that that's actually exciting. Then we get more of our power. We go like, oh, that thing used to really bother me. I'm going to face it head on, eyes open. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get up every day. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to eat the right, you know, the things basically that we all know we need to do to have our minds be, you know, more stable. I have never heard someone say that, you know, obstacles can be exciting. And I absolutely love that you just did. Like, that is <laughs> such a great way to, like, look at something. Um, and I'm, I'm obsessed with that. Most people think that Buddhists, um, I guess they have, like, this calmness. They're relaxed. They're humble beings. How do you teach people um, to be all of those things, but also, like, aggressive enough to deal with life issues and climb the corporate ladder? Mm. It, it's, 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 there is, you know, teaching from Sakyamuni Buddha, like I said, like I started earlier, you know, he basically taught three kinds of different people, very generally speaking. Right. And he did give teachings for people that couldn't handle life, that they were just like, wow, it's too much, and I don't want to, I want to seclude myself. And those are a lot of the teachings that were given to monks and nuns or people that had more of that inclination. And they're very useful, and it's essential to understand that we are the creators of our lives. We decide. You know, we decide how much we can handle and what kind of view we can hold. Can we go out into our job and still think of other beings as full of potential and richness? Or do we get hooked upon and attached to their faults and their problems? You know, so that's the thing. We, we have to take responsibility and look. And we can get out. It's essential to understand that the Buddhist teachings were for people in life and Sometimes that life that we decide to have is taking some time and, and um, spending it in retreat, or um, sometimes it's about having children and raising a family, and sometimes it's also about going out in the world and really being like, I'm going to shine on every situation. I'm going to go into the boardroom, and I'm going to shine on everybody and raise the situation up and, and not get hooked in. You know, I mean, it's full of uh, opportunities to see negativity and this is where the practice really comes, you know, hits the road, you know, hits the pavement, which is like, right. actually, I'm going to hold this view that all beings have Buddha nature and focus there, focus like on the problem as exciting, showing me my potential. Can I get over this? Can I actually just ignore it and move forward? You know, those sorts of opportunities. And um, we all have that opportunity. And is it easy? No. But so what? Life is not easy. And I think that's the main thing. It's okay that it's hard as long as we go, like, it's packing. We have to remember these hard, difficult situations change. 
and they're not, you know, they, they don't become the burden of our heart. It's just like, oh, yeah, it passes by. It changes. Yesterday I was happy. Today I'm sad. Tomorrow I'll be something else, you know, and not take it as like, oh, my God, it's forever. Right. I know. Everything is temporary. <laughs> Um, yes, yes, whenever it is. I mean, that's really it right there. That's a lot of applying um, some wisdom to the situation. Like, oh, yeah, it is temporary. I can face this meeting. I can have this difficult conversation. I can finish this five-minute run or do those extra three, you know, pull-ups or whatever. I mean, pull-ups, right. I wish. But, I know. Same. Yeah. <laughs> um, it also kind of applies to the obstacle question I asked you because, like, even obstacles, like, you know, maybe you're going through a rough patch, but even that is temporary, you know, yeah, and it's so much freedom, and that's the thing. If you, you know, there's so much information out there, and it's like we were talking about. It is a gift, you know, but we have to discriminate and say what's useful, what's not. And that's, for me, you know, I met Lama Ore and, um, in 1991, and I was a university student in San Francisco, and I had had some very powerful experiences, but I didn't, um, I mean, very powerful experiences with LSD. Oh. And I had been like, wow, everything is full of meaning and people are so beautiful and there's so much potential. And then I went to hear him speak and he was like, and this is what the Buddha taught. And it was basically a summary of experiences I'd had. And I thought, wow, there's something here. And I talked to him about it, you know, raised my hand at the incident, like, this is this experience. And he listened to me. He's like, yeah, that's great. And are you experiencing that now? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> You're like, duh, no. And, <laughs> I'm not an LSD right now, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. But then he was like, and if you want to see things as they are, which is full of meaning, people are full of potential, full of incredible qualities, learn how to meditate. Learn oh about gosh. mind. Right. And that got me. I, I could imagine, you know. Um, I just like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I think that's why I'm so interested in it. I think that's why I'm like so fascinated with this is because like, you're right. It, it is all about the mind. And it's like fully understanding other people, you know, and like, and just being able to analyze the whole situation of like what's going on. And it's that it's being able to analyze and think clearly. And it's even more, that's the part that's also very exciting. It's beyond the intellect. You know, it's an experience. It's not an intellectual thought process, right. although that's important to think clearly, but it's a total experience. And that's where Buddhist meditation um, is, the, that is the goal, that it's a full experience. It's not just like we read a good book, because we've all read many good books, but then put them back on the shelf, and how much did it really change us? Yeah, you know, right. How much did it stay with us? But exactly. that's what meditation and methods that actually you know, an unbroken, that's what this lineage, the Karma Kagyu lineage is. It's an unbroken lineage of realized teacher passing on to the student and pointing out the instructions of how to work with mind so that it becomes a totality, a total experience for someone. And that's where it's like, oh, yeah, I don't have to just think the right thought. You know, it's not affirmations. Exactly. It's an actual, yeah. Um, but to me, like, the biggest challenge uh you know, to being content is also not, you know, like melting into like a constant grind and hustle, especially, you know, living here in New York. Um, but that's also a big thing that millennials do where they're very hard on themselves with this, this whole hustle and grind uh, culture or society, you know. Um, so I guess, you know, worrying about making it happen and being debt free, reaching fire, which is uh, 
financial independence, retire early. That's like a big thing that's going on right now. Everyone wants to be financially independent and retire early. So how do we accomplish that? Like all of those goals and making it and, you know, having all of those, those dreams come true, but also being at peace um, and having that more Buddhist mindset. Mm, I, I really um, hear in that the same thing from my generation and other generations that is looking for um, happiness outside. Right. You know, if I get that debt-free, if I get that car, I mean, being debt-free is a great thing for sure. Yeah. Um, at, but this outward um, looking for happiness, like if I get that, you know, paycheck or that car or, you know, this situation or that lover or whatever, finally I'll be happy. And, um, of course, it's not that way. We've all accomplished things outwardly and been happy for a little while, but then it changes. And that's the thing. If we look for refuge um, in outward things, they always change. You know, if we try to just always have um, positive emotions, they always change, and it's not a problem. The question is, and this is what I would say, um, how to accomplish, you know, the fire goal and still be happy along the way is to remember it's the awareness that we are going for. That's the point of meditation. Who knows these goals? Who accomplishes it? You know, what is aware? And that's what meditation is. It's like, how do I rest in awareness while still um, accomplishing outward goals and not confuse the two. You know, it's like that's why a regular meditation practice is essential because the outward world, it is a grind, and it will just get us and go, 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 and get the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and then all of a sudden we're 70 and our life passed us. Exactly. And we weren't happy along the way. We were chasing the next thing. And so the med- a meditation practice, helps us to be present mm-hmm. and helps us to start to get into a contact with awareness itself and be able to rest there and take refuge there instead of in the outer accomplishment. How can people find out more about Diamond Way Buddhism? Um, you, can go, you can find it on the web for sure at diamondway.org. And there's a lot of teachings. They can you know read about the lineage, the Karma Kagyu lineage. They can read. There's some... Um, Videos with Lama Ole Nudel, he's a Danish man, my teacher, How I Met Buddhism, and his wife. They were um, students of the 16th Karmapa, and the 16th Karmapa was, um, if you think of Tibetan Buddhism, there's four main schools. They all have the goal of of enlightenment, but they use different methods to get to that goal, right? So the school that I'm practicing in for the last 30 years is called the Karma Kagyu School, and um, the main lineage holder is um, the Karmapa. And um, if you go online, you can investigate also Karmapa Taya Trinley Dorje, and that's his name. And now you'll find him, and you can find teachings at diamondway.org. And the methods that we use, the ma- I mean, there's many different ones, but the main method is meditation and identifying with our Buddha nature. So to make that point a little bit, illustrated is that most of the time we identify with our body and our bodies are changing, right? When we were 20, we had a certain kind of body. When we were 10, we had a certain kind of body or we identify with our thoughts. When we were 15, we believed passionately about things that probably now we don't even care about that much. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, we loved people at certain times and we don't even know where they are now. So feelings and thoughts and bodies constantly change. But the awareness that knows the thoughts, that knows the feelings, that knows the body is unchanging. And that is the goal. That's Buddha nature. That's awake, right? This awareness nature. But we're always caught in what we're aware of. So the Karma Kagyu lineage will, is the teachings that point through meditation and through identifying with our awareness nature that we can realize the state of a Buddha. And all beings have this potential, right? And this is, this is a state of lasting happiness. So if you want to find out more, you can go to, like I said, diamondway.org. Um, there's some teachings from Lama Ole there. Um, there's quite a few links that you can find if you go there, if you want to read more and find out more. And there's centers, like I said, 700 centers around the world. Right. And um, go to a center and check it out. See what the people that practice there are like. And that's really how to find out if it's for you is to go be curious, find out, uh, check out, talk to the people, find out, Hey, if I meditate, am I happier? You know, like what changes in my life? And, um, I mean, of course that was my experience. I started to meditate and my life got better. And I was like, wow, this is, this is better. You know, even not like hardship didn't go away. Difficult things. It's not like it became all rainbows. Yeah. I was, I had a perspective on it. It was workable instead of just bullying me over. Completely. And who doesn't want, you know, lasting happiness or even like just the ability to deal with situations better? You know, like um, I can't remember the he is 10 percent happier. He he like wrote that book and then he he has a podcast now. Um, oh, my gosh. I can't remember his name. It's like Dan something. But he is amazing. And he started meditating after he had this ginormous breakdown on like Good Morning America because he was doing a bunch of different things, not sleeping, not taking care of himself. And then he started meditating and he's like been sharing this whole revolution with people. And I'm like, Buddhism, you know what I mean? Like they've been doing it forever. So um, there's clearly something behind it. And whenever I try, whenever I find something like that, um, or I take notice that clearly there's something working in this, you know, whatever it may be, um, I always try to try to investigate and I always encourage other people to do so as well. I think that's fantastic. And I think, you know, what you're doing and just getting it out there that there are ways that people can work with their situations, that we can find something reliable, that we can experience happiness. I mean, this is what it's all about is getting our focus off ourselves, you know, because ultimately, you know, when we really think of only ourselves, we have problems. But when we think of other people, we're like, oh, yeah, there's actually things I can do to make the world better, you know, a more enjoyable place. And where people are free of, you know, being caught in their thoughts and their emotions and their suffering. And so I think this is fantastic what you're doing. And there is a lot of resources out there. You mentioned Instagram and it made me, although I don't do Instagram myself, um, there is... uh, Diamond Way on Instagram as well. If you type in Diamond Way Buddhism, you'll find some pages or some a lot of posts from, um, you know, just teachings uh, and different stuff that's going on around the world. And it is quite inspiring. And that's, I think, going back to that point of using social media to be discriminating, you know, instead of going through, flipping through our social media, like, oh, I can't believe that, and having Comparing yourself, and, you know, all the bad yeah, things. Yeah, it's to flip through and just be like, wow, I hope these people are also happy. I hope that, you know, just make wishes. 
really make visions for others' happiness and to um, not really not waste too much of our time because that's why the reason I don't do Instagram is because I know that if I'm on it, I would honestly, I think about, I really ask myself this question. In a year, how much time would I spend on these things? And it's quite shocking. And I'm like, wait. Sarah, the amount of time (laughs) I spend on Instagram is scary. I scare myself sometimes. Like, I use I get the notifications of like how long you're on your screen or you know the reports yeah. or whatever. It was like six out. I don't I don't even know. I was just like this is embarrassing. <laughs> this is just bad. What am I doing with like my whole day? You know, and it's just like five seconds every you know five minutes like of me just scrolling on Instagram because I'm bored or because like I'm waiting for something. And yeah, I I actually put like a limit on Instagram so I can only spend like three hours a day on Instagram. And I still meet that. I, every single time I'm like, this is so bad. No, I, so. I really hear you. And that's where it's <laughs> like this question of like, okay, I've got to take responsibility. Yeah. I don't want to be on my deathbed and been like, Oh my God, I spent three years of my life on Instagram. You know, oh my what could be possible? I mean, it's not about cutting ourselves off and not participating in life at all, but it's really saying like, okay, really, honestly, I can get everything I need in a half an hour. And then I can read a book, spend some time meditating. Yes, actually get some work some done, things that, like sleep, yeah. sleep, go to sleep. Yeah. I don't know why, like, no one likes to sleep anymore. I'm, I freaking love sleeping. I get, like, my, my <laughs> six to seven hours every night. Like, people, like, I know my little sister, love her to pieces. But she will stay up on Instagram until, like, midnight. She's, like, sending me stuff. And I'm, like, stop sending me things. Like, what is happening? Right. So you're, you're totally There's right. So and actually, you've even given me another perspective slash reminder to, you know, to, to limit the time on those, um, those things, because you're right. They do take up, uh, so much of our time and, and that time adds up. So. Yeah. And our time is so precious. I mean, it really is of course, a limited yeah. quantity. We right. will die. And it's like, what will we have done? And I know I wouldn't be satisfied if I had wasted my time. And it's not to say that there's not useful things there. There are, but that's where we have to discriminate and cut through and be like, okay, I'm going to look at things that actually, you know, um, bring me, you know, towards my goals. And, start, and mm, that's a little bit sticky. You know, it has to be a little bit of cutting through because the nature of the beast is sort of like, oh, but that's really in my goals. So I better look at that. And I better look at that. And I better look at that. So it's a little bit more like, okay, I'm really going to turn it off after that half hour and go do something. And, and you know, we get strong when we make make the stand and, and follow it. You know, you know this, I know this, we all do. A week into taking the stand and actually taking action, it's easier. Oh, completely. And then you start to form the habits and then you're already on a better, a better road than you were before. So completely. Affinity, yeah. thank you so much for coming on If God Had a Podcast. I really appreciate um, your time and, and all of the knowledge you've shared with us. Oh, I'm so grateful to be invited. And it's just been a pleasure, and I'm grateful that you're doing this. And um, if you want to find out more about Diamond Joy Buddhism, yes. you definitely can. New York City has a fantastic center and great, some fantastic people and great teachers there. And, of course, Mama Ole Vidal uh, comes to the United States several times a year. And if you have a chance to listen to him speak, it really is um, a gift because there's just a lot of, um, what shall I say, mm, I mean, that's where we have to be discriminating, like what we said. There's a lot of information, and to have something that's actually an unbroken lineage to the teachings of the historical Buddha is really rare and precious. So um, 
I hope you check it out. And, I definitely um, will be. But it was useful. Yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And if anyone wants to check out more about Diamond Way Buddhism, you can go to www.diamondway-buddhism.org. Um, or if you're in New York City, the um, website is diamondway.org. A change is gonna do you good. Are you ready for a time? Where alone is the answer? It doesn't feel like a When she's running Thank you so much for listening to If God Had a Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, share. You can reach me at on all of the socials at Pavlina Asta. And until next time, be a better you for a better us. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.